good evening and welcome to the online learning section today we're going to be discussing civil litigation and the topic will be on parties now in civil litigation there must be a party to every suit either on one side and party on the other side however the designation of this party depend on the manner in which the action is commenced now there are four ways by which an action can be commenced at the high court and what are these four ways we have one writ of summons two originating summons three originating motion also referred to as originating application and four petition now this tells us that the way a manner an action is commenced determine how party are designated or titled so let's start with the writ of summons now for writ of summons the parties are addressed as claimant and defendant both in lagos and abuja please take note that if you are looking at the old civil rules of abuja you may see the word plaintiff but by the virtue of the new rules 2018 currently in place in abuja the word plaintiff are no longer used what is used rather is the word claimant and on the other hand you have defendant so currently when it is writ of summons we have claimant and defendant now let's go to the next commencement which is originating summons for originating summons they are also referred to as claimant and defendant both lagos and abuja now let's go to originating motion also referred to as originating application for originating motion also referred to as originating application they are called applicant and respondent and lastly for petition they are called petitioner and respondent that means it's important to note that the mode by which an action is commenced determines the designation of parties and we have for writ of summons claimant and defendant for originating summons claimant and defendant for originating motion applicant and respondent and for petition we have petitioner and respondent now having said this it is important to note that we have types of parties now there are four types of parties and these four types of parties and namely one proper party two desirable party three necessary party and four nominal party now having said the four type of party it is very important i explain this type of party so we're going to start with the proper party who are proper parties now proper party are those party whose act directly cause the action or who are directly parties to the cause of action so when an act is committed the direct party who actually cause the cause of action or make the cause of action to arise is called the proper party so please take note if a wrong is done the party who caused the wrong and the party who the wrong is inflicted upon are both described as the proper party or also known as the reasons for the cause of action now that brings us to the next one who are necessary parties 
Now, necessary party may not necessarily be the cause of the action, but they are liable due to vicarious liability as to the act of an employer and employee. So when an employee does a wrong in the course of an employment duty, his employer is joined to the suit as a necessary party. So please take note, necessary party are not actually the cause of the action, but they are so important because of the liability they bear with a proper party. Now let's go to the desirable party. Now this desirable party, some authors refer to them as busybody. But I would like to say, in as much they are busybody, there might be likely a connection because they usually benefit from the wrong done by the proper party. They benefit from it, they are just like a beneficiary, and any judgment decided against the proper party may likely affect them as beneficiary. Hence, they are desired to join the suit. And that's why I refer to them as desirable party. They call them busybody, I call them beneficiary to wrong, and they are affected by the decision of the court. And lastly, nominal party. The nominal party, as the case may be, do not have any part to play in the course of action, but by the virtue of their office, they must represent a party who cannot be legally represented in court. For example, you can sue the governor, and the governor must be represented by a person in case he is to come to court and that person has to be the AG of state. So the AG of state in this instance become the nominal party. So it is safe to say that the fourth type of party we have is one proper party, which is the person who in initially caused or inflicts the wrong. We have necessary party. These are parties who bear liability from the wrong. We have desirable party. These are party who benefit from the wrong. And we have nominal party who represent a party who cannot be legally sued. Now, having said the four type of party, we're going to look at what are the ways by which party can be joined to a suit. Now, joined of party, as the case may be, is a state whereby at the initial processes, some parties were omitted and they needed to be joined. Now, there are two various ways by which this can be achieved. One is by joinder of parties, and two is by third party proceedings. Now, joinder of party can be made by either claimant or defendant by filing the following processes. One, motion on notice, two, an affidavit, and three, a written address. So, in case you want to join a party to a suit, you must find file the following document, motion on notice, an affidavit, and a written address. Now, the other one we have is called third party proceedings. Now, this third party proceedings is a special proceeding simply because it can only be applied by a defendant. Please take note. A claimant cannot apply for third party proceedings. So, the only party who can apply for third party proceedings is a defendant. So, be a, take note. That for you to apply for third party proceedings, the first status of the party or designation of title must be a defendant. Please take note of that. Now, what are the procedures by which these third party proceedings can be achieved? Now, let's look at it. Now, the first step the defendant should take is to file a motion ex parte, supported with a written address and paraventure an affidavit. So we have motion ex parte an affidavit and a written 
address. Now, having filed this to the court, the court will then approve the application for third party proceedings and the defendant will thereafter prepare another document called the third party notice. Now, this third party notice, having been prepared, are to be served on the third party alongside all originating processes. So, I will take it once again. The third party proceedings is filed by the defendant and it does so by filing a motion ex parte supported with an affidavit and a written address. If the court approves this application, it goes up again to prepare another form of document called the third party notice, usually made by motion or notice, to be served on the third party together with all originating processes. Now the law is this. Once the third party received this notice in Lagos, if it's within jurisdiction, it has eight days to appear. And when it's outside jurisdiction, it has 30 days to appear. Whereas in Abuja, it has eight days within jurisdiction and 35 days outside jurisdiction. Now, have we understand the ways by which a party can be joined? We also have a state called misjoinder of party. Now, this is a state where a party has been wrongly joined to the suit. Now, this application can be brought by any party that the claimant or the defendant, and the application goes by filing a motion or notice, an affidavit, and a written address. Now, let's look at the effects of misjoinder of parties. Now, one of the effects of misjoinder of parties simply amount to striking out of names or the party, and why the other effect is striking out of the entire suit. How can we identify when it is striking out of the parties and striking out of the entire suit? Now let's take a little break and see what we are going to explain. Now in striking out of the parties, it simply means if there are two or more defendants or co-defendants and one is wrongly joined, if he is removed from the suit, there are still legal parties. Hence, the suit cannot be entirely struck out Rather, only the name of those who is misjoined can only be removed. Now, take note, the name can only be removed where there exists another legal party as a co-defendant or a co-plaintiff. Now, in a case where there is either a co-plaintiff and a co-defendant and a name is removed, you will notice that no other party will be remaining at either side, and in this case, there will be a striking out of the entire suit. So really find out whether it is striking out of the suit or names, find out whether there are more than one claimant or defendant, and if one has been removed, there will still be a subsisting party. That brings us to the end of this topic. I'll advise you once again, for better understanding, get your Easy Read Materials 2019 edition at the designated campuses. Thank you.